Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. Dan Byers here. Jay Stu is here. My man Chris Perfett on the ones and twos is here. And you're here. Uh, a reminder... If you're like, hey, man, I like Gottlieb's show. You're the guy. You're the one or two men or women who do it. You might want to suggest it to a friend. A great way to spread the love is just tell them, hey, download the podcast. Type in Doug Gottlieb wherever you download podcasts, and we have the two live hours. And then at the end of the two hours of radio show, we have a live podcast-only hour. And um, that's where Jay Stu does it in his thong. Uh, I curse up a storm. And uh, Dan Beyer um, tries to get us to do lots of uh, gambling uh, as we get crazy, crazy wild in the bonus hour. Uh, There was a weird story in the NBA last night. And by weird, I mean... Just kind of drama-filled NBA stuff. And I am going to bring in Bayer in a minute because uh, this is in his wheelhouse and that he's, I think you're the, he's only like hardcore Bucks fan in all of national sports radio. I don't think anybody car- carries that badge of honor. So when they won an NBA title, like we're congratulating Dan because he's actually a Bucks fan, not like I just became a Bucks fan because they have Giannis, I like him, and are now Damian Lillard. Anyway. So they're playing the upstart Indiana Pacers. By the way, you ever notice that upstart is only used in sports terminology? No one ever says like, well, he's an upstart kid. You know, no, it's, it's only upstart, upstart when you talk to teams. Anyway, uh, the Indiana Pacers have had interesting so far first half of the season. Some gigantic wins. They got to the finals of the in-season tournament. Um, they have some losses where they've been demolished like the Celtics game where they got beat 155-104. But generally, you know, a team that was sort of bottom of the NBA is trending in the right direction, and they have a burgeoning star in Tyrese Halliburton as their point guard. 
They're taking on the Milwaukee Bucks last night, and uh, the Bucks end up winning the game. Giannis Antetokounmpo has a Milwaukee Bucks franchise record 64 points. He also had 14 rebounds, and uh, I believe he had four assists as well. No, uh, three assists, four steals, one block shot, 64 points. Now, it helped that he shot 32 free throws, 20 of 28 from the field, didn't hit a three-point shot, so 64 the old-fashioned way is impressive. They beat the Bucks 140-126. to 126. During the game, there were some hard fouls. During the game, there was a lot of arguing, a lot of chippiness because, well, Giannis shot the same number of free throws as the entire Indiana Pacers team. And I want to get to a kind of a bigger picture story of this, how it relates to LeBron James, the current state of NBA basketball in a moment. But first, after the game, okay, a, the, the Bucks were looking for the game ball. And that's because Giannis set his franchise record. He gave him the game ball. Somebody writes it on it. He puts it up, you know, there, or they put it at Pfizer Forum, or they put it at the facility, or maybe they send it to the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Here's Giannis had this exchange with reporters about the game ball after the game. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll get that for you in a second. Anyway, Giannis wanted the ball. Then the Pacers took the ball because, well, take a listen to Rick Carlisle, who explains why the Pacers took the game basketball. Remember, this is in Milwaukee. The Bucks win the game. Giannis scores 64. The, the, the Rick Carlisle's like, well, Oscar Shibway scored his first bucket, so we always do this. We get the basketball. We give it to the guy who scored the first bucket. Like it's baseball. You know, take that one out of play. It's his first hit. Here you go. It, it was the weirdest thing ever. Now, one of the things that I think people learned was there's the game ball, then there's the backup ball, in case something happens with the game ball. Giannis has a ball. He doesn't know it was the actual game ball or the backup game ball. I didn't know that they give away game balls just because when you have real leather basketballs, and this one actually does go, back in my day. Right? The NBA, with the exception of that half year when they tried to use the synthetic ball and everybody hated it, they use real leather basketballs. Most of us who grew up, Using real leather basketballs, right? In college basketball, they use synthetic. High school now, it's synthetic because they're far less expensive and they're easier to break in. NBA balls, takes a while to break them in. But once they get broken in, they're the best. I just didn't know that they rotate them out the second somebody sets any sort of record, like 64 in a game. All right, here's Giannis talking to reporters. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. I, I don't know, you know, I really don't know, I don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like a game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can I can tell, you know, from, um, I played, what, 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the, the game ball felt. You know, the, uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure, but uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls, but it's, it's, it's okay, you know, uh, let's continue. Here's uh, here's Rick Carlisle, the head coach of the Pacers, on what happened. What happened at the after the game was unfortunate. There's a misunderstanding about the game ball. It was Oscar Shibway's first NBA official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, 
So we grabbed the ball, and a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway, and there was a big, I don't know what to call it, a fracas, a melee, whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. Unfortunate situation. We don't need the the official game ball. There's two game balls there. You know, we could have taken the other one, um, but it didn't need to escalate to that. Here's Damian Lillard of the Bucks on the whole situation. That type of stuff happens in the NBA, you know, when people get offended by how it how it happened. You know, maybe they felt like he should have been out of the game and, you know, he was trying to get points or whatever. So they did something like that. They took the ball and said our rookie scored his first his first NBA points when it's like, you know, this dude just scored 60. Um, I think it was one. They were trying to get him the record Two, It's and this is a big thing. It's the way Giannis plays, the way the NBA game is officiated. Look, here's the painful truth, which not enough people have been able to articulate over the differences in NBA officiating now and NBA officiating 20 years ago. Right? Yes, they, they've taken hand checking out of the game. Okay? But what's allowed, I mean, listen, it's allowed the two things that have allowed LeBron James to be as successful as he is as a downhill driver. Downhill means downhill, shoulders down towards the basket as a downhill driver. Same thing as Giannis. There's bigger, stronger, faster, but because you can't hand check and because there's no longer power forwards in the game and oftentimes centers are out of the three-point line, sometimes there's nobody home. It's only the guy guarding you. And, and what you do with Giannis is if they're playing their big out of the three-point line, oftentimes you put a center on him and he drives right at him. And if there's contact, he'll either step over, step through, euro, or spin. And that contact that he creates is called a foul on the defense. And, of course, if you help or you double team, he sprays it out, and they shoot three-point shots. That's their offense. That's how LeBron has scored more points than anybody else. He's become a much better three-point shooter. His mid-range game was up and down. But he's a monster athlete who can go to his right, go to his left, right? Especially likes to drive to his right hand. Downhill player, I'm talking about LeBron now, and an incredible passer who can find people if you help on him. So they go right at you, and if you touch him, it's a foul. And there's not the clogged lane there was back when he had a power forward in the center. I think the chippiness was over the fact that, yes, Giannis was in late, and the fact that he shot 32 free throws. Like, what are we doing here? How can we guard a guy if every time we touch him, it's a foul, and he's the one creating the contact? And, and, and again, this is not only to Giannis. This is also to LeBron. And this is to all these downhill guys. You know, these big, powerful, strong guys that aren't great shooters but are great passers and finishers, that's what they do. And they're too strong if you put a guard on them. They're too fast and athletic if you put a big on them. I mean, this is – Zion plays this way. He just he – he's not nearly the shooter of LeBron, obviously. He'll play center. They'll put a center on him, and he just drives at him. He's just too quick. He gets around him and scores. Bayer, who's in the right? I mean, it's pretty obvious the Pacers should have just been like, let's take the back of ball. Yes. However, I don't know who's in the right, but I just think that Giannis comes off looking ridiculous in this whole thing. Um, I get that it's 64 points, but it's also a guy who is – 
on the verge of trying to solidify himself as one of the all-time greats. And not that he should be thinking about June Doug, but there are bigger fish to fry than if you get a basketball uh, on a night like this. I understand that it means a lot. Just the, I know he runs hot, and that's part of what makes him what he is. You know, he's not friends with everybody in the league, but I just think it's a bad look to be running into the tunnel, running around looking for a basketball. Um, that he's going to send to his mom anyway. Yes, that is. It's like all you got to do is you, you you tell your equipment guy, like, hey, man, can you go get that basketball from the locker room, right? That's what you do. Or you tell your coach, and he tells, like, why are you running around? Correct. Correct. And again, I think that comes from the chippiness of the game where he was fouled really hard late in the game. You know, and his brother's like, hold me back. I want to fight, too. When, again, Giannis is creating that contact. And there's also, this is the team that the Bucks lost to and in-season tournament pops up. Who would have known the value? But the Pacers really took that game seriously. And they celebrated like it was much more than just a regular season win over the Bucks. And so now you've got this little... A uh, budding rivalry between, as you said, the you know a team that's an up and comer, and you got this established franchise here. But who would have thought that the established franchise and the two-time MVP and the NBA champion is the one that's kind of that comes out looking the worst in all of this? Totally agree. And that's and that's just the. <laughs> I, I don't know how it's all going to play out. And even there were shots of Damian Lillard, you know, on the court and his reaction to the whole thing. And, you know, we had his comments. But I just don't think you do that. I don't think Nikola Jokic does that. I don't think Nikola Jokic cares. Um, so well, Jokic, I, had, Jokic had that. Remember, he had the hard foul last year. Who did he foul? Like, Subar, when he thought he got fouled hard and it was um, – he came yeah. up behind. You know, like so, some of this is um, – but he's Those not, guys who are stars feel like they're getting beaten up, and they're tired of getting beaten up, and they want to make a point of it, and they kind of become. I don't know if you saw Giannis hit uh, Halliburton with an elbow or just a forearm to the chest after Halliburton got a dunk in transition. You know, some of this is Giannis trying to be a tough guy. Some of this is Giannis, Giannis um, probably thinking he's getting the worst of it uh, when he gets. He feels like he gets fouled every every drive. But yeah, it's I. You don't need to go running into somebody else's locker room. That's a that's. If if the I'm trying to think of a if the Charlotte Hornets were in Milwaukee last night and you know the same situation went down maybe Giannis isn't running in there maybe because you don't have this history you don't have this just meaning the the basketball confusion sort of thing yeah I think Giannis did take it personally from the stuff that you mentioned for what also what happened in Las Vegas thinking that the Pacers were trying to take him from this but even in that moment I think you just have to. You know, figure it out. I mean, heck, he even says in the clip he doesn't even know if he has the basketball from game six of the NBA Finals. And, you know, I don't want to say, like, go out and score 65, but maybe that's the next quest. I just, this, it's such a bad look. And then when it comes out where you have video of a Buck staffer giving it to a Pacer staffer, it obviously is miscommunication. And you come out looking 10 times worse because obviously the Pacers weren't malicious in trying to get this basketball and keeping it away from Giannis. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, let me get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free roadhouse protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Man, we'll talk Thursday night football upcoming in 15 minutes, but I, I don't know, it's not like I feel for Amazon, right? They got most of my money. They got yours as well with the shopping season. But, I mean, just think about this game. Raiders-Chargers, traditional AFC West rivalry. Right, Chargers playing where Raider fans live, Raiders playing where lots of fans live, and some of them Raider fans. Um, and the game in Vegas, and this game, you know, two years ago was as fun and interesting a football game as I've ever watched. Again, I didn't say it's the best game I've ever watched, but I mean, remember how many fourth downs did Justin Herbert um, uh, d- did he uh, complete passes on? to keep the Chargers close. And then the Chargers were, all they needed was a tie. They go to the playoffs. Instead, Braden Staley calls a timeout late. And the Raiders looked like they were going to have to kick a field goal. They end up, you know, uh, excuse me, weren't going to be able to kick a field goal. The Raiders, with the personnel change, run the foot, uh, run the football, get a first down, kick a field goal, win the game. They go to the playoffs. The Chargers do not. That legitimately happened in this game two years ago. Last game of the season. That was as fun a football game as I can remember. Now you have Thursday night, and this was looked like it was going to be good. Two five and eight teams. Backup quarterbacks. One coach has already been fired. One coach, it feels like, is dead man walking. Get to that upcoming top. Uh, I'm going to get like 15 minutes. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, boat, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in just one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Uh, I, since yesterday's show, Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely. We knew he was going to be suspended. Most people were like, hey, 10 games. It's indefinitely. 
What does indefinitely mean? I don't know. You know? I don't know. Uh, Charles Barkley had this to say on the news. I'm surprised it's indefinite. I thought it would be a big number because he was just suspended for five games. Yeah. Indefinite makes me, uh, I don't even know what that really means, honestly. But it sounds to me like they're going to make him undergo some type of counseling. Listen, everybody likes Draymond. They do, right? Yes, but at some point, if you keep doing stupid stuff, we can't keep saying he's a good dude. It's a great point. You know, there's lots of other things with Draymond that you're like, remember he he got into a fight with a Michigan State football player at a bar when he was back in town. You know, that was odd. Obviously, everybody points to what happened last year where he punched his own teammate. That destroyed that team's season. And if you don't believe me, Draymond himself said it it hurt their season. Everyone else around like it. I was actually the first guy to say, like, Draymond's responsible for this, for the, with the Jordan Poole punch, ruined the whole season. Because instead of working on the team and fixing what you're doing and lineups and rotations the whole time, you're like, okay, what's up with those two guys? You know, are we being too nice to Jordan, too soft on him? Are we being too nice to, to, to Draymond? But, but I'll point this out. I, I think the Warriors are mostly to blame here. Yes, Draymond is responsible. He is the most to blame. But the Warriors are have some blame in it. Remember last year this time, people were like, well, Draymond's going to go to the Lakers. And I told you, it didn't make any sense. They have Anthony Davis. They have LeBron James. They don't need – LeBron James is already a great passer. And because Draymond can't shoot, can't score, they don't need another guy in the lane defensively. They don't need that. And what do the Warriors do? They extended Draymond Green. And when you extend him, like, in what world, in what world does a guy get punished with a contract extension after ruining a team season? Uh, If the question's asked, it's a fair question. Is the suspension long enough? The only answer you can give is, I don't know. Because I don't know what an indefinite suspension is. Charles Barkley doesn't know what an indefinite is. No one does. You know why? Because indefinite is not definite. Would I guess that it's a long suspension? Yeah. I'm guessing that it's longer than five, probably longer than ten games. And he'll go through some counseling and whatever. We still don't know in terms of, you know, he has to. One of the things that's interesting is he, he has to have an edge to be himself. But there are times in which he loses his mind. He loses his mind. But I, I don't know how long the suspension is. I don't know how worthy he'll be of coming back when he does come back because I think Dan Beyer pointed out earlier last hour when we were talking about uh, Draymond's suspension that he just needs to go to John Morant's three, little, little three-day counseling thing in Miami. You know, we know what they're going to tell us. Draymond is apologetic. He understands. He's gone to counseling. He's done all the work. So the suspension ends up being 12 games. Like, we don't know if it really meant anything, did anything. We don't know anything about it. But I, I fault the Warriors on a multitude of levels. And others had pointed out, hey, the Warriors should have been the ones that suspended him long before the league did. Because at some point, they have to say, hey, we're not happy. But they refuse to do that. You know, everybody walks around the NBA like these guys, like if you had, if you somehow um, 
if you somehow are critical of or punish an NBA player, that's going to eliminate your chances of getting that guy to play for you or getting other free agents to ever sign with you. No, it's not. Players want discipline. They want reasonable discipline. And it's not like this is a one-time incident. Look, Draymond Green, let's just be honest, cost them an NBA championship. Cost them an NBA championship. Draymond Green stepping over LeBron when, remember, that was the year in which how many times did he karate, ch- karate chop guys with, his, with a kick in the nuts? Right? You thought he was Bruce Lee out there. That was the year. That was the year. What happened that led to the Cavs coming from three games to one down? Andrew Bogut got hurt. Right? Didn't play the rest of the series. But the big one was Draymond Green got suspended. So you lose your starting center and you lose maybe your most integral, irreplaceable pieces outside of Steph Curry in Draymond Green. Why? Because he's been doing this crap his whole career. And no one said, and the Warriors didn't hold him accountable then. Like, oh, when guys do, I'm not saying guys don't step over guys. I'm not saying some of the stuff that, but dude, have some self-awareness with all of the other issues that you've presented to the league as potentially suspendable. Yes, uh, Dan Byer. You know, it's funny, Doug, because I actually disagreed with you at the start of this in terms of I thought the indefinite suspension was good because I just didn't want the NFL to put arbitrary numbers on his behavior, being like, all right, he was suspended in five. Well, now he's going to get 10 and then he would get 20. But your point about the indefinite suspension portion of it does completely take the onus off of Draymond Green. Because of the John Morant situation or what we've seen previous, like it's now up to the NBA to uh, figure out, or the, the Warriors in, in this essence, figure out a time for him to return. But that number has actually got to jive with the what I think the public eye and the basketball fans believe. Because I don't think anybody thought that John Morant's uh, number of games that, that he was going to miss, and this is last season, not the 25 games this year, but this was last season, was sufficient enough. And it now just puts the onus on the NBA and on the Warriors uh, for getting the number correctly. And that's not how it should be done. The onus is on Draymond Green paying the price for war, for his actions and then figuring out a way at some point after that to be able to come through this and show that he's a changed person. And look, here's the, the reality to it is, I think Draymond Green is an incredible player. I'm not sure on the whole Hall of Fame thing. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know. He's really an important integral piece. Um, and as a guy who also struggled to score and shoot the basketball, I can appreciate how much he can affect the game without doing that. That said, there comes a point where you're like, look, dude, it wasn't like this happened one time. It happens all the time. All the There is always something with him. And look, it, it's smart. I mean, he set himself up. His podcast is already doing incredibly well. He already has a gig with TNT. Like, it's all worked for him. But part of that is we've all fed the monster. We've all said, hey, it's okay. Because you won championships, it's okay. And now we're like super offended. Oh, Draymond Green, enough is enough. Well, we've all given in to the act for far too long. How long is this is enough? I'm with you, Dan. Like, it's got to be more than 10. Um, I think more than 20 is, is too much. 
But, you know, there's going to have to be some personal rehab. I don't know what we ultimately actually get out of that, that rehab. We'll just have to see based on his behavior. But you know what the Warriors actually could do is if he gets reinstated, go, no, you know what, we're going to hold him out another game or two just to make sure. Yeah, and that's where I think that this point of, of who is the onus really on now? Is it on Draymond Green to get better or is it on the NBA to get right or the Warriors to get it right? And I just think that it's off of Draymond Green and now entirely on the league and team. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote uh my good friend josh lucas who's a former director of Director of Player Personnel with the Bears is going to join us in about five minutes or so. We'll get an update from uh, Dan Beyer before that. But I want to get into this. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has his own podcast. He's made some news all year talking about the current Steelers, the current state of the Steelers. He had this exchange on his podcast about the current Steelers. I felt that certain guys on the team aren't in it for the team, they're in it for themselves. Well, now some of the guys on the team are saying the same thing. Yeah. So maybe I wasn't too far off when I said that. But like I know profit. that I'm retired. I just don't, you know, I'm not yeah. in the locker room. I get it. But it just feels like that. It just feels like that's something that's kind of been lost on this team a little bit. You, you, it feels like the Steeler way is just not – there just wasn't that Steeler – tradition passed down and I just you have it on defense don't get me wrong but you don't have it on offense right now and it's, it's just making it really hard you're not seeing in my opinion the toughness on offense but I just feel like people aren't afraid to play the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore for, for whatever you know whatever that is but maybe the the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is, is 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 done maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way I don't know yeah th- th- that feels like and you guys tell me if you hear it wrong right you know, oh, we're not tough anymore. That's the old running the football. But it does feel like, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers tradition. That is the nicest way possible of saying, hey, we ready to move on from Mike Tomlin? Because this isn't working. The way we've always done it is not the way they're doing it now. And if people have tuned him out or were unable to do it that way, let's find somebody who can. Did I, did I hear that any differently? Byer, did you hear it that way? I heard it that way. I didn't hear it that way at all. You didn't? What'd you no, hear? Tell me. I heard, 
I am the one who carried on the Pittsburgh Steelers tradition. And yes. once I left, no one, no player was there. So I am along the the likes of Mean Joe Green, Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris. I was the one to carry that banner uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. But since I'm not in the locker room anymore, uh, no one was there to carry it. But I was the one that did it. Hmm. Which I, I agree with that. And I it's definitely self-serving. But I also think it's a, hey, if they're not carrying on the tradition, maybe we find a, you know, maybe we, you know, find somebody who can. That's at Tomlin. I don't think his relationship with Tomlin at the end was very good. Um, and I know from people in that locker room that he wasn't beloved like most older people, older quarterbacks are, like some of these older quarterbacks are, that he kept to himself and he was just, he, he did his own thing in his own way. Now, some of it could be he knew the offensive coordinator wasn't good enough then. But uh, I agree with you. This is about Ben. This is the old, it was better in my day. I was awesome. These guys don't get it. They're not as awesome. But it did seem like, at least to me, a shot at, uh, so, uh, we know they got to change quarterbacks. You know, exactly. the, the, yep. We know they got to change quarterbacks. But, and, and, he did say that, but he he did a nice job of not calling out the quarterbacks by saying nobody's scared to play them. You know, and he's trying to say that's running game. But I thought I felt like there was some distinct anti-Tomlin. Hey, if he can't carry on the tradition like I could do it, then let's find somebody who can. Bayer, do you remember Joe Flacco's throw to Jacoby Jones? in the playoffs against the Broncos. That was the year Peyton threw for 50 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, divisional playoff, right? Yeah, it's interesting. And now, look, that was an altitude, but the thing that, and we'll welcome in Josh Lucas, and we can talk about that with him. The thing about Flacco is there was a lot of very average years, right? We used to go just Joe Flacco elite. But the one thing he could always do was make every throw on a football field, and that's one of the great throws I can think of in recent memory you know, in the last 10, 15 years in the NFL playoffs, like just an absolute rope where I don't think Denver thought he could throw it, throw it that far. I mean, that was a crazy, crazy throw. All right, thanks, Dan. Let's welcome in um, our guy, Josh Lucas, former director of player personnel uh, with the Chicago Bears. He joins us every week and gives us his unique look and breakdown of what's really going on in the league. Um, I mentioned Flacco's ability in his prime to make every throw, right? How many... Of the 32 starting quarterbacks to start the year, how many of those guys can can make every throw? Wow, great question. Um, I would, you know, just without going through each each one of them, you know, I would say at least 20 of them. You know, most of these quarterbacks that are drafted high have these traits um, that allow them to, you know, have that arm talent to you know, push the ball to all parts of the field. You know, there's, there's guys just off the top of my head, like a Purdy is someone you would probably say doesn't have that ability. Gardner Minshew doesn't have that ability. Uh, Pickett in, in Pittsburgh, he'd be one. Um, so there's definitely a handful, but, you know, because of the way the NFL drafts quarterbacks and it's so traits-based, um, you know, definitely over half. And I, I would just set the number right around 20. Um, let, let's talk about the Chargers they're playing tonight. It feels inevitable that they'll make a change with Staley. Um, but, uh, you know, 
how, how far off are they, right? Personnel-wise, coach-wise, like how much adjustment has to be made in order to take this team from where it is to where some believe they could be? <laughs> you have the most important position in the building uh, filled with the quarterback. In my opinion, you're never too far off in this league. Anecdotal evidence, my first year in New Orleans, 2005, 3-13. Aaron Brooks was our quarterback. Jim Hazlitt was our head coach. 2006, the very next year, Drew Brees was our quarterback. Sean Payton, head coach, made over the roster. Still had plenty of voids. I mean, it was a total remake. One quarter away from going to the Super Bowl. You know, you know, in the game in Chicago in the fourth quarter it was a one score game. They pulled away late. Go go to last year. Houston Texans Houston Texans. One of the worst teams in the league. They they accidentally win a game at the end of the year so they don't get the first pick. No quarterback of the future. Head coach had already been fired, was on his way out. Hired D'Amico Ryans. Draft C.J. Stroud. Draft the next most important position, especially on defense, the pass rusher. Are they a Super Bowl team right now? Absolutely not, but they're on the verge of making the playoffs. And if you're a scout, a coach, and you're looking to work for a team that has a bright, bright future, I'm jumping. I'm jumping on that ship, you know. So you're never that far away with relation to the Chargers. Obviously, you got the quarterback. Sounds like they're making a change um, at head coach on offense. You love that you have a young left tackle. My concerns are offense and defense. A lot of the players that are good enough to make you a a perennial playoff team, a team that would have a chance to win the Super Bowl, they're getting long in the tooth. Yep. So so you're going you're talking money, you're talking contracts, and you're talking when is the right time to move on from players. So that's going to be the difficult part the, the the heavy lifting as far as turning over the roster is probably going to be a little bit more difficult than people think because um, everyone looks at them as a team that is so close right now and should be winning more games. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're not going to have to uh, allocate major resources to find the quarterback, which is going to allow you to, to address the immediate needs. they got to get um, – Younger at wide receiver. I think they got to get a little faster, more explosive at wide receiver. I love Austin Eckler. Would love to see him stay there because of what he can do on all three downs. And then on defense, you know, of Bosa and Khalil Mack, you know, uh, some of these uh, Kendricks, you know, are, are we getting to the point where their production you know, doesn't justify how much money they're making. Right now, Khalil Mack looks like he hit the fountain of youth, but I've also seen Khalil go through stretches where he's not earning anywhere near the amount of money they're paying him. So, 
There'll be some heavy lifting there, but they they got the quarterback, and and I'll I'll be a, if the GM or the head coaching job is open, there's going to be a long long line uh, of people interested. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Khalil Mack. Some of it is he's not not facing double teams because of what's going on, on the other side. So that it's going to be interesting as as we proceed. Let's um, let's talk Eagles. What what's going on there? Um, defense has some issues, but so does the offense. Where do you, where do you begin when you break down their tape? So, I actually for a game that was not close for a majority of it, such a big game um, coming off a loss. There were some things I liked offensively. They played more on time. They played more in rhythm. It wasn't all just Jalen holding the ball, trying to create plays on their own. I thought they got into a scoring contest, and they had a few things happen to them early that caused them to fall behind that first drive. Touchdown called back because of the pick, and then and then Jalen ends up fumbling. They just they they got behind because they weren't able to execute. But there are some things when you watch that offense that I really liked as far as Jalen getting the ball into Devonta Smith's hands, getting the ball into obviously AJ Brown's hands. They pass protect um, obviously as well as as well as anyone, and they can run the ball. So. Probably hard to hear that if you're a Philly fan, but I did see some stuff offensively that I thought going forward is actually going to help them as they get ready for the playoffs to allow them to be a little bit more balanced. How much credit? How much credit should we give Mike McCarthy for for Dak's season? Mike McCarthy is doing a tremendous job. This is Dak's best year of his career. He deserves credit for it, without a doubt. That being said, they are very good. What Dallas did offensively up front against Philly on Sunday night, I haven't seen an offensive line completely take away the strength of, the, of Philadelphia's defense. Their pass protection and their run blocking was superb. And I think that's helping to lift Dak's play and obviously the production of the skill players. You take away Detroit or Detroit, Philadelphia's defensive line and their disruption, it puts the other team's skill against their back end skill and, and they struggle. And that's where you're seeing a lot of issues for Philadelphia's um, struggles on defense. But as far as the head coach of the Cowboys, I think we were all waiting to see one of these big wins. They've now shown that um, not only can they do it, but they can do it in an imp- impressive fashion. And he's a successful head coach. I mean, he's been, he's been an offensive coordinator or a head coach since you know 2000 when he started in New Orleans. He's had success everywhere he's gone. I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap, um, but, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. He's coached Brett Favre. He's coached uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure that's that's playing uh, a major role in, in helping Dak have the best best uh, uh, year of his career. Josh Lucas joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's a former director, director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Cam Newton on his podcast said that, um, let's see here, Tua – Dak, Brock Purdy, all game managers, not game changers. What are your thoughts? 
I agree completely on Tua. I agree on Purdy. You know, a little bit better than a game manager, but he's definitely not a game changer if you take that cast. Same thing in Miami. That's probably the one that you would have the most argument with. But if you look at the totality of his career, what he's been able to do in the regular season, in the postseason, with a lot of really good teams, with a lot of really um, explosive players on the perimeter, consistently good up front, you would have to lean towards Cam a little bit. You know, Dak would be the one you'd get the best argument for, but um, overall, I, I, I couldn't argue. I couldn't argue with Cam on that. Josh, great stuff, man. Really appreciate it. Hope you're having a, a great holiday season. Love the fact that you break down the tapes. You give us the real stuff. Thanks for being our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Thanks, Doug. That's my guy, Josh Lucas, joining us, former director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 